Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Hi, Kelly. How are you today? My pants don't fit. I feel great. Your pants don't fit? No, oh. I'm strength training and they don't fit right now and it feels awesome. That's awesome. It just and and I'll I'll say this like I'm not I'm not pushing weight loss. I'm strength training, so my body is transforming and I love it. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. so everything feels a little differently. Yeah. Because while there might be some loss of tissue or fat or whatever you want to call it, you're developing more muscle, so mm-hmm. it'll be replaced again. Yep. And that's going that's why you're calling it transformation. Yeah. Love it feels it. good. It feels strong. You probably have tons more energy too. I do. Good. For a number of reasons. <laughs> That's good. Very good. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell a story today about a couple that called, asked for a session over Zoom and asked me to go open about anything I could get about each of their children and that they were just there to listen to whatever could come through from their spirit guides that might help them know their children better so that they could support them in different ways. They said they had heard a prior podcast we did. Oh, hello. Yeah, in in this very same vein, and that they thought that was such a brilliant idea, but they kind of had to get life together, so to speak, to book the time, and they finally got their time, so they were sitting down to enjoy this. And asked one of the best questions that parents can ask. How can we support our children best? Mm-hmm. Not how can I fix for, how can I do for, mm-hmm. how can I actually support? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think, well, and I want to say things like, and wait till you hear how this turns out. Well, I will. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. Then I'll say that to all the listeners. I can't wait for you to hear how this turns out. So when I check in with the first child, it's a male, it's a son, and he's a fully grown adult. And he says to me, Karen, I'm not a kid. They've said children, but like I'm a fully grown adult. I know my parents look really young. I know that you are shocked to look at me right now. Um, But like I have a partner, I have my own life. Like they're still asking how to support me. But I mean, they're fully aware that I'm an adult. They're not looking at it like I'm, you know, in elementary school. He says, and my partner is so much like my mother. And he says, and I want you to say that and just start just start that way. I just want to see their responses. And I thought, his soul wants to see their responses. This is really fun for me. I want to see their responses too. But that was a cool statement coming from his soul. And so I so I, I gave that message and The dad sort of just sits there with a puzzled look on his face, but the mom sits there with such a proud look on her face. And the dad says, and I don't mean smug, by the way, Kelly. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, she's there's a calmness and a sureness in what she is looking like to me. Not like an ego, nothing like that. If it was, then she would likely be an unhealthy partner. Right. If you have smugness, or pardon me, hmm, if you're sitting in your ego, you're probably threatened by the fact that there's a partner. 
Oh, this is awesome. I if like you're, your comments. If you're sitting feeling proud that they are like you, yeah. then you likely don't want control over and actually want what's best for your kid, <laughs> adult child. I'm trying to keep my shit together right now as you're doing this. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. The dad says to me, can you explain what that means? I'm interested. And his son says, absolutely. He says, listen, dad, mom is doing her best to be healthy and willing to learn about life, to make corrections, to develop herself and to support you and all of her children. But she comes, mom comes from a place that if she works on herself to get better first, it's not selfish. If she works on herself to get healthy, then it's going to trickle down to you and to us. I picked a partner whose expression, and this was so fun to say this, Kelly. Um, I picked a partner whose expression is, I'm looking for healthy and willing. Anybody who is unhealthy and unwilling is headed for disease. And so I, re I repeated that, and the dad goes, you didn't just say that. And the mom is looking at me like, oh, like she's got the two thumbs up like this. And the dad says to me, these are the words his current partner uses constantly. Well, you know, if you're not healthy and you're unwilling, I have no time for you. And she will even say that to her partner's dad. I'm adopting this. Yeah. So everyone write that down. Yeah. And she does. She refers to it as any, like the two deadliest things that cause all diseases. And so he gets into these arguments and says, even cancer? You Do you mean to tell me that being unwilling about something is going to cause a cancer? Really? Really? Like this. And she will turn around and flat out, give him a hand, like a stop, and say, yes. And we're not saying that everyone who develops cancer was unwilling and closed. That's correct. There are many reasons we develop diseases, of course. Yeah. However, there's tons of scientific research out there that if you are in a partnership or in a close relationship, I'll say this because it doesn't have to be your, your significant other. If you are in close relationships with people who are extremely unhealthy and unwilling to help themselves and the relationship, you end up with neurological diseases autonomic diseases, right? Mm -hmm. So she gets into these conversations and she tries to educate him. Now this is his son's girlfriend and his son is fully listening to these conversations and he's recognizing that he hears them in his, his partner and he hears the very same kind of language belief system about being healthy and being willing from his mom. And so he says, you know, my dad's going to take you down a rabbit hole right now because he wants to argue that. And he does that to my girlfriend. And he says, and I want my dad to know, because this is about me. I want my dad to know that I watch his behavior. I watch the way that he speaks to my girlfriend when he's challenging that. And I watch the way that he does the very same thing to my mother. And he says, and I don't want to create disease. I don't want to create problems emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally 
for either my girlfriend or my mother. And he says, so I watch my dad. He says, and I really, really will consider myself in observation mode. I don't let him trigger me. He goes, and that's something that I really would like you to explain. Because when I was younger, I let my dad's behaviors dysregulate me. My mom originally pointed out to me that dad was dysregulating me, and she even brought the word to my attention and tried to explain it to me. And he said, and then when I met this gorgeous woman, he says, she was talking the same lingo as my mother. And I thought, I found her. I found her. But now I realize I have to go look up the word dysregulation. And I have to look up emotional intelligence. And I had to do the work. Or I wasn't going to have this beautiful woman be my partner for the rest of my life. And I couldn't believe how lucky I was to find a woman that was so much like the healthiest version of my mother I've ever seen. I think this is really cool. Can we pause for a second? Mm-hmm. Because I'll say luckily for this this man, because he is not a young man, um, he has a healthy mother and ha- got the opportunity to recognize health in another adult woman who he was attracted to enough to join into a partnership. But the same is true of people who have unhealthy parents, where when you meet someone who talks the same lingo, if you've adopted Mm -hmm. that as your truth, if you've Mm -hmm. assumed that what your parents are saying to you is true, um, you know, tied to your worth, your belief systems, all of those different things, they're still going to have that moment when they find someone like mom, like dad, and say, oh, found them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to know the difference about the fact that that's unhealthy versus what healthy looks like. So you're still going to have a found the moment because they're just going to confirm the belief system that you've bought into, right? And hopefully along the way, this gentleman has actually assessed whether or not his mom's belief system was healthy when he had the, or before he had the found it, found her moment. Um, But not all of us do. And I just, I wanted people to hear this because if you are a parent who's passing down an unhealthy belief system, your kid is going to have more than likely an unhealthy found her, found him, found they moment. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Thank you. So he talks a little bit about how his mom was unhealthy and the beginning of the relationship and when he's younger and how that really dysregulated his emotions And as a result of the dysregulated emotions, he really ended up mirroring his dad's behaviors. And he watched his dad and he goes, Karen, I want to talk a little bit to my dad about that. And then all of a sudden, Kelly, I start seeing all of these cartoony kind of figures coming. And I'm like, what the heck? So I asked the couple for a pause in the session because I didn't understand the big switch in how the messages were coming through. And I start seeing more than, I, more than I'm hearing. And it's like watching a little cartoon, you know, like with the little um, boxes. Mm-hmm. But they're all about expressing emotions. But it's mostly about when people are exploding in emotions, where they cry. And then they, they, the person's trying to explain why they cry and, and poke fun at it. Um, and I'll say some other emotions like anger outbursts and stuff like that. So it took me, it took me a little bit of time 
to figure like to figure all of that out so that I could actually say it in words. And I said, I don't know what just happened in your session, but everything went into cartoons like this. And I'm giggling, I'm laughing about it. And the wife becomes like a complete statue. It's like she just freezes for a moment. And I thought, oh, okay, don't know what's going on there. And he says to me, you've got to be kidding me. You, and he starts going like this, you've got to be kidding me. And now I'm thinking, okay, what's going on? And I said to the soul of the son, oh, Lord, help me here. <laughs> like, What's happening? What's going on with your parents? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, we got my dad. He goes, my mom's, my mom's holding space for my dad. She looks like a statue, but if you check in with her energy, my mom has just tuned right into her energy centers. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Let me, let, let me do that. So I, like, I refocus on her and oh my God, Kelly, it's absolutely beautiful because she's just literally sitting there just trying to hold love for her husband. And the husband says to me, just like sort of as this whole little commotion is going along or going on, he says, Karen, do you... Do you actually know what you're doing? Or is this a Never. <laughs> or is this a coincidence? And I said, Well, it's going to look like a coincidence to you. And no, and no, 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 no. There aren't coincidences in the session. But that doesn't mean we know what we're doing. Thank you. Those two things are not the same thing. Or they're not the opposite. Pardon me. They're not the opposite. Thank you. That that's great that you interjected because that was just going to be my explanation. So thank you for doing it for me. You are so you are so good with words. I appreciate that. So I explained to him. I said no, and and then I went on and I explained and said no. I believe that you are are a cartoonist, perhaps, or that you do something where you are a painter or you sketch. And he went, Karen, I'm a cartoonist. He goes, I do this for a living. I create cartoons and put them like in, I sell them to newspapers. I sell them to magazines. Like, this is my job. And he says, and in particular, I'm known to do cartoons for magazines for psychology. Oh my God, we need to hire him. Like, and he Can says- Can he cartoon us? <laughs> I don't know. And he says- Please call us. He says, this is something that I love doing. Like- I love observing people's emotions. And he, and I said, correct. I said, but you don't tune into your own. Hmm. And I said, but you are fascinated by other people's. And that's what your son is trying to say, is that you have this ability to see others. You make fun of the, and poke fun in a kind way, but it's very intelligent, emotionally intelligent humor about emotions, about others, and for these magazines but you're not applying a single thing to your own damn life and your own partner. I wonder if he's a five wing four. Oh, okay. I just, just an idea. Go ahead. Just explain that a little bit. Just an Enneagram, um, well, terminology. It's a personality type where the dominant type is disconnected mainly from the emotions if they're kind of in their average to unhealthy self. Um, but that four wing that they can lean into another type of personality types being the numbers, um, where the four is actually very tuned into emotions and very aware of them, but the five would kind of keep them out of actually fully, fully experiencing them, but able to fully observe them, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Anyway, I could be completely wrong, but I, this, this conversation and this type of personality fascinates me. You're going to like this even more then. Great. <laughs> okay. He's so in his own world right now, talking about this, talking about the cartoon, like all of this conversation. And then you can start to see that he's actually putting the dots together that I'm talking to my son's spirit and holy shit. Yeah, it kind of put everything together and was like, oh my God, it's culminating. And as this is occurring, I'm getting quieter and quieter. And I'm doing more of what his wife is doing in holding the energy for him to, put, to join all of the dots. Because he doesn't need somebody telling him at this point. We really need to see how much is really making sense to him because it's got to sink in on all these levels of consciousness in order for him to actually access it now and step into the, one, the four wing. Is that good? Potentially, yeah. Okay. Then, so we just do that for, and I, I'm going to say we just do that for a few seconds because you know how quickly things move in a session, right? And then his wife pops up like somebody ejected her out of her seat. And she starts happy dancing. <laughs> she starts dancing on the spot. And she says, Karen, Karen. And then she stops and she realizes, no, I can't. I think anyway, this is, this is my, me seeing something here. She wants to celebrate it with me in that split second of, oh my God, you're, you're getting it. Karen Sarlow is getting it. Yay, I've got a person who's getting what's going on in my life who's getting what's going on in my marriage, what I'm trying to do, who I am, who my son is, who my, I'll say, daughter-in-law is. And so she's super happy because everybody's being seen. All of the healthy part of their lives is all coming up. This is an absolutely beautiful moment. And then you actually see her face make a quick shift to, oh my God, I'm going to turn around and look at my husband. And this is the moment. This is the moment. He's, he's, he's either getting it or he isn't. And if he doesn't get it, am I staying longer to figure, like to give him more time? Or is this it? Have I hit this big pinnacle and he now gets to decide I'm crossing over that bridge now. I'm actually going to do more of that work or. Is she evolving without me? Yes. And like, I'm watching my son pick a woman. We're both. We're sitting here as a couple and we're watching our oldest son pick a woman who's he's crossing the bridge with and with and for. So is my son, is my husband now going to get it? And my son is giving us the opportunity to see it, to get it. And you can see, and she's just got this moment. Kelly, where she's going to turn around to look at him. So I just see her starting to shift her body to kind of turn and look down because he's sitting beside her on the couch. And he pops up off the couch and starts happy dancing with her. That's lovely. I tell you, there's there are so many moments in sessions where I have that moment where I could burst into tears for oh my a God, yeah. number of reasons. Well, because how many sessions do we do where an individual or a couple are present and you know it's the moment that everything officially broke? Yeah. Right? Where where the person actually chose, like, I'm not doing this walk with you. This is a walk you're going to have to do by yourself or with someone else in your future that isn't me. 
mm-hmm. right? And and that's liberating and wonderful and freeing in that moment too, as much as it is simultaneously extremely devastating. Mm-hmm. But to see a couple um, or an individual, pardon me, choose to grow up, evolve, and move forward together, to choose to be a team, to witness that moment, it's, it's a fucking privilege. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he said, like, and he didn't say it to me, which I think was really important. He turned to her. He turned to her like I wasn't there anymore. And all of a sudden, like, I really felt like a stranger sitting in their living room at that point. Yeah, because it's not a show. He's He's not having this moment for Karen. He's having this moment, first and foremost, for himself, knowing that I can walk that bridge with and for you too, honey. Mm hmm and he grabs her. He just grabs her, but her arms are flailing, so he kind of misses. Like she's, you know, I'll call it the Meredith and Christina dance, mm-hmm. <laughs> where the arms are flailing in the air. And you can see him trying to grab her arms as they're flailing, right? And then she realizes this, and I just see her sort of like turn around. You know, their arms are askew. It looked really comical. Actually, let's say cartoonish. Mm-hmm for now. And he says to her, um, I choose healthy and willing. Mm. That's wonderful. He said, I will no longer pick an argument with her. I will ask her what she means and I can cartoon what she means. I can start cartooning and you can see where the cartooning is helping him accept where he's moving. Interesting. Accept where he's moving. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to say it differently. Sure. It sounds like because it's segmented into boxes mm-hmm. or squares or whatever, he actually can break down his own process for himself mm-hmm. because he has to visualize one box before another. And I think that's really fucking cool. Kelly, you freaking did it again. Okay. Well, I hope so. I'm a fucking coach. <laughs> I love this. Thanks. I also, I want to say this too. Like, this is beautiful. I love her her saying. Um, as you know, I do health and fitness coaching as well as life coaching. And we've done podcasts, um, not you and I, but my, my other business, on ready, willing, and able. We as coaches, whether it's health and fitness, life coaching, I'm sure business coaches would say the same. We don't work with people who don't exhibit the signs of ready, willing, and able. Mm-hmm. And we've even done podcasts to say, like, how do you get to that place? Because some people will say to us, I am not ready to commit to your program, mm-hmm. whatever the program might be. I know I'm not going to make the commitment. I know I'm not going to follow through. I know I'm in self-sabotage mode. I know I'm not ready, willing, and able. Mm-hmm. And so the question becomes, if you know that, then how can you get yourself to ready, willing, and able? Mm-hmm. And that's I don't have answers for people because it's so nuanced as to, you know, well, why aren't you in particular ready, mm-hmm. willing, and able, of course. Um, but this is true for all of life. This isn't just true if you're looking at being in a marriage. This isn't just true for um, any one relationship. It's anything that you're approaching in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who has decided, I am the way I am and I'm digging my heels and I'm going to be this forever, there's no health or willingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he sat down and he said, okay, he said, you, you're channeling our son and we had asked you to channel so that we could be supportive. And and then he went, oh, he goes, okay, <laughs> new mm-hmm. me, new me. <laughs> he goes like this to me, new me, <laughs> shaking his head. Yeah, you need a minute. 
Yeah. And he goes, the old me was going to say, so how were you doing your job there? Like, how were you just, how did I just get my money's worth out of this? And he goes, oh my God, I cannot even believe how rude I was going to be and how ignorant I was going to be. After a happy dance with your wife. Yeah. And he says how quickly the old me... Cool. Keep going. ...was willing to stand up and sabotage the new me that is once healthy and willing. And he says, so now I'm very aware that the unhealthy and the unwilling is still alive in me. But, But dying... And what do we do when we're in a moment of feeling threatened with death, right? Like we've all, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't wish this on people, I'm just assuming we've all had moments of so, so like such bad anxiety that we actually feel like we might die, right? And so what do we do? We fight, we claw, we figure out any unhealthy movement that we can make to survive, to stay alive. And that's what that unhealthy part of him was doing in the moment his healthy part started happy dancing it got threatened and was like, oh, fuck, he's letting go of me. Mm-hmm. So let, let's bring in an old comment, an old thought, an old belief system in order to keep surviving and hopefully kill this new part. And he fought hard for the healthy part of his brain to say, whoa. And they had just sat down. So when that occurred and he caught it, she popped back up and happy danced. (laughs) And he looked at her and you could see there was a moment of he was going to stay on the couch and he was going to try and explain it and apologize to me. And he looked at his wife and he popped back up and he happy danced with her. And he went, okay, I get it. He goes, I actually have to happy dance and I actually have to get up and celebrate with you, or I'm going to go into the sabotage, and I'm going to stay there a little longer. So sitting on the couch would have been a no. Jumping up and happy dancing with you is going to be my happy and willing. And he goes, I get it. And I so, so more happy dances with you. Because it's solidifying the choice that you made in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you made it and you did it, but then there has to be a solidification process mm-hmm. to say, and we're going to keep using this pattern now, this path in our brain or root instead of the old one. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if it's just a split second and it's gone and you sit back down, you know, as a metaphor or physically, like literally, um, it doesn't get solidified. Mm-hmm. So then I said to him, You see everything in life like these cartoons. And that goes back to how you described his processes. And I said, the way that you do this is so brilliant and is so beautiful, but you've kind of like, because you didn't do your own walking across the bridge with your wife, (laughs) choosing your daughter-in-law, choosing your son for a while because you were kind of sitting there. The cartoons you were sending to these magazines and to these companies and to these newspapers and everything were targeting a certain audience that had a certain level of emotional intelligence, which is, you know, I'll call them people in pool A, you know, lower emotional intelligence. And he goes, okay, I think I see where you're going with this. And I said, as you do more and more of your work now and you celebrate more of your happy dances, your cartoons are going to become more and more witty, more and more emotionally intelligent. You're going to speak to the other audience in Pool A on Earth, the other billions of people. Pool B. Hmm? Pool B. Is that what I said? No. What did I say? A. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you for the correction. Um, the people in Pool B who have higher emotional intelligence that are reading these magazines, and now you're going to be able to reach the rest of the human population. So you're going to be able to do something quite extraordinary in that you're going to be able to kind of like grab those people in Pool A and start interjecting some of this information into the cartoons to walk them to Pool B. And I said, which is really, truly going to be a gift for them. And it's really going to open more doors for you and give you your job longer in these types of magazines that are really encouraging emotional intelligence. But you are going to find that some of the other magazines might sort of like not be as interested because they might think that you're starting to lose some of their audience. And I said, don't panic about it. That's going to come back to you eventually. When those people realize there's a whole other group, B, that's out there that they haven't even tapped into yet. Who will eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. And, and then he said, well, he said, this is going to make sense because I was thinking of doing like a TikTok channel and an Instagram account. And he says, with my cartoons. Sir, I will follow you. Yeah. So he goes, so I think I understand what you're saying is that I was trying to figure out myself how I could tap into more of a market. And he says, you're, you're actually answering a ton of questions. He says, Karen, I don't know how to thank you enough. He said, I, we started this whole session about what can we do to support our son? And he says, turns out that what his mother has been doing all along... Taking care of herself. Taking care of herself was the answer. And he said, and I needed to be on board with what my wife is doing, to keep encouraging her, but also to pick up the very same books that she's reading. And he says, instead of saying, what did you read? And, and just share it with me. I need to read the damn book. Mm -hmm. He says, and I, so I can now go to my wife's bookshelf and I can say, I can ask her a better question. Which book do you recommend I start with instead of what did this book teach you? Or don't make her responsible for it. Yeah. Right. Ask a professional what they recommend, right? Don't make yeah. someone else in your personal life responsible for your growth and your journey because your journey is going to be different. I also wanted to share too, like this is all over Instagram and I'm sure TikTok as well. It says, sure, you would die for your children, but would you live for them? Mm. And I think that's really important for people to hear because dying for them is one thing, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's a sacrifice that you're making, but living for them teaches them how to live and how to love and it gives them more than dying for them does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know so many parents that think, oh, I'm just going to put money in a will. And that's, that's what I'm leaving them. I'm leaving them this amount of cash to pay off this mortgage. I'm leaving them the, this financial situation. I'll leave them the house and the life insurance policy. Your life, your love, your time, your presence, your genuineness, your connection is the most that you could ever give them. Mm -hmm. And and your willingness to change, anything that's a part of you that could get healthier is something else that they need to be given. Mm -hmm. And he made that decision. That was really cool. This was one of my favorite episodes. Really? Yep. Okay. Now, I'm done the story, but I want to ask you, would you be willing to give... Um, the name of the of the company that you're working for, for anybody that's listening to the coaching part of your career. You mentioned earlier in yeah, the podcast. Sure. 
So I'm Kelly Sarlo coaching for, for life coaching, um, but I work for Breaking 90 Fitness as well, and it's sustainable fat loss. Now, I want to say this, though, because people might be like, oh, another weight loss program. When you're in business, you have to choose a sexy tagline that uses the language that people themselves are using, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, mm. the people we work with is or are mainly busy women. And what they say when they come to us is, I want to lose 15 pounds. That's Mm. their words, right? And so Mm. we work that into our slogan so they can go, that's me. They're talking to me. Right. But the most important thing of what we're doing is not helping you lose the 15 pounds. Anyone Mm. can do that. Weight loss is simple. It's the sustainable lifestyle habits that you're learning along the way Mm -hmm. that is, doesn't sound sexy, but is the most important part. Right, it's mm-hmm. it's not rapid fat loss. It's not anything that's going to create um, lack or uh, restraint or constraints in your life. It's mm-hmm. actually going to be teaching you healthy habits that isn't just about food, that isn't just about movement, but a lot about mindset, um, which ties into everything that we were we were talking about today. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. I just thought because it fit in so perfectly that mm-hmm. if somebody was listening to this and kind of went, what? I'm tr- And trying to find what you were talking about, it might be difficult. It would be, yeah. And y- you know what? I'll say this too. Like you guys might be like, we might have lost you at this point already. But when you are taking care of your health, your physical, mental, and emotional health, like that, that is, you know, that is living for your children. Like we were talking about, that is being fully present in your life. And when you take care of your physical health, everything falls into place. Mm-hmm. everything else in your life falls into place because you're giving yourself back your energy, um, whether that's through sleep, nutrition, or movement, whatever it might be. You're giving yourself back your mental clarity so that you can move into crossing this bridge like you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. When you are not taking care of your physical health, you are draining your energy. And we don't feel like we have the time or the energy, go figure, to do any of this work mm-hmm. because it is hard right? Mm -hmm. It is hard work and it's constant work. It doesn't just stop when he has this happy dance moment. He now realizes I have to keep doing this so it stays a constant in my life. Mm -hmm. If you're not taking care of your physical health, everything feels impossible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. So just to finish the rest of that session and wrap this up then, um, like right near the very end, he said, wow, he said, "We, we asked how we could support our son. Turns out, he says that asking that question helped me uh, change my life, my attitude, and my focus. For and sure. he said, I was not expecting that. I was expecting to sit here and write notes as to what I was supposed to do to help my son. And f- with all of the focus on him, instead of, I'm walking away with 100% of the focus on me. Okay, I love this. And and Glennon talks about this, Glennon Doyle, in, in some of her books. You did this for me in your own life. Like, if you want something for your children, success, happiness, ease, health, the best thing you can do is, exa- is, is live an example of that in your own life, right? If you don't mm-hmm. want an unhealthy relationship for me, don't be in one yourself, Right, mm-hmm. because you are teaching me that that is what relationships look like, mm-hmm. sound like, feel like, right? And so, yeah, his son showed up to say, "Here's what you can do: put the mask on yourself first, um, and that will be the best thing that you can do for me as my dad." Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well done. 
Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.